Hi, I'm Greg Gavazia. And I'm Luke Phillips. And this is the Semi Crazy Podcast. The podcast by truckers, for truckers. Okay. Now we're on. So, right. yeah. Everybody's here. And special guests from out east. Or, well, I guess you can call you special, right? I've been called worse. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, anybody who's heard us throw Marlin under the bus this time, he's heard actually reviewed anything in, in person. And, so, uh, so, just before we get too far into that, I want to point out there's no pink flamingos, no dan- table dancing, none of that going on. Just to calm those rumors down right away. Well, I, I, I believed you all along. I mean, it was, you know, it, uh, I think somebody else threw, threw you under the bus on that one there. So I just agreed. I just went along with it because I'd been drinking. No, we couldn't tell. <laughs> did Luke's computer already shit the bed? I think it did, eh? I don't, I don't see any green bars where he is anyway. He's pretty quiet. Yeah, and that's really odd. That's funny. That's funny that... So now, now you can actually talk about him with him without him being able to say anything back to you. <laughs> well, where do we start? There's all kinds yeah. of places we could take that. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's so funny that uh, I, I didn't. I thought we'd actually get maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes in before this happened, but uh, not even fucking five. We need to we need to find a way to get Luke some better internet or something out there. Yeah, I think so. Like uh, he needs to have a tower or a booster or I don't know, a couple of a uh, couple more gerbils in the wheel there to to spin that fucking internet up. <laughs> now it's just you and me. Should should we uh, should we invite him to civilization for the next session? That way he could. Uh... You know what? It's, know what it's like to have real internet. Yeah, that might be it. Oh, well, we were we looked at uh, buying. I think I told you that getting that thing to record. Like, but then we always had to be in the same place, right? Yeah. And I mean, we could still we could have still brought you in, but but then him and I always have to be in the same place, and so I couldn't see spending the money on it for that. But oh well. So you you look really relaxed and like you're holidaying. I, I might be. I'm not going to want to go back to work on Thursday, not going to lie. Been, so you, uh, won't confirm, what's you won't confirm or deny that you're on holidays? or? Mm, okay, I'll confirm. It's been about a month now. It's been awesome. I think it's the longest I've been out of a truck in 15 years, if we're being honest. No shit. Well, that's what we are here, it's honest. So you... Uh, you're, you enjoyed the time off, though, and nice to get away from running back and forth, eh? Yeah, it was good. There's a, well, I had a lot of, or two weddings and just seeing people all the time. It's finally calmed down here in the last couple of days. I can relax and enjoy this backyard. I'll just give you a little look here. So, nice. been kind of nice. Real nice, actually. Oh, yeah. It's especially the weather. I mean, you you really lucked out when you when you got your holidays because I mean, damn, the weather's been hotter than hell down that way. It's been very nice. A couple of bike rides, get out a little bit, and just 
yeah, did a lot of work around the place. Had a couple of stumps in my lawn, ended up cutting them off and getting a stump grinder in and getting rid of them. And yeah, I get a lot done around here. It's great. So your honey-do list is shrunk now and you can go back on the road? Well, I've never actually had one of them, if we're being honest, but <laughs> yeah, it was nice to get some of that done. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I'd show you around here, but I'm in the mid. I'm in the midst of moving, so um, it's uh, yeah. It kind of looks like a disaster zone here. I normally I'd go at the kitchen table, but the kitchen table's already gone, and then half of my desk is kind of. I, I'm kind of sitting sideways at one desk because the other one I can't mount the microphone to, and um, yeah, but whatever. It's it's um, it's a trucking thing, right? You just make do with what you fucking got. That's right. I'm sure you've recorded this out of the uh, the bunk of a Western Star before as well. Uh, I was going to, but then yeah, I never uh, I never had any takers, so and I wasn't oh. blaming you on that one. Oh yeah, no, uh, no, just... no friends, no friends in Southern Ontario, right? <laughs> no, yeah, we apparently I don't have any fans down there, or nobody that wanted to come talk to me. So, but that's all right. I got a bunch of shit done that way that day too. So, wait, good. this this show has fans? I, well, at least five or six that just repeatedly download it. That's what we figured out. So, you, you got <laughs> some good friends, Greg. Yeah, I uh, I try, I try. I didn't, yeah, haven't done it out of the back of the bunk. That didn't sound right. I haven't recorded the podcast in the back of the bunk. Let's say that much. Oh. Are you there now? Hello. All right. Change the subject, Greg. We can't talk about that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. He's back. I said it right before we hit record. It'll happen at least once. Well, there we go. Got it out of the way early. Well, hopefully that's the last time. I don't know why it's doing that. Like, I bought a new battery for it because it said it was not charging. And uh, it still says it's not charged. Oh, it just charged (laughs) for a second. (laughs) Ah, computers. Yep. At some point here, if we ever become successful, that's the first thing I'm going to buy you is a new computer. Yeah. (laughs) Successful. Yeah, right. A lot of different definitions for that word. Right? I got out of bed this morning and put pants on. I'd say I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) Well, we'll, we'll, I'll call that a success. Well, I'm glad. It is pretty uh, impressive. It's only like 9 o'clock out there yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's still morning time. Well, especially considering yesterday I didn't... Well, yeah. And yesterday I didn't hear from you until like... Noon ish, <laughs> noon thirty. I was trying to solve the world's problems the night before, see, and it didn't work. And uh, yeah, so did you rescue your pickup truck then, and all that stuff? Or it actually made it home, just with fuel spraying absolutely everywhere. But it made it home. That was a bit of an adventure. Well, that's how it always goes, right? Is like. I lent my pickup out to my buddy Ty to go get his holiday trailer. And, uh, yeah, it's an old pickup, you know, just like everything else I own. <clears throat> so it, it broke down par for the course. But what it was is just, uh, 
I had a pressure gauge going where my fuel line went into my injection pump. And uh, I guess that pressure gauge wasn't quite rated for the pressure that I was pushing through it. And it blew the top off of it and started geysering fuel out of there. <laughs> so, so his mileage sucked coming home? Oh, like a quarter tank from Stony Plain to my house. Holy fuck. That's like, what, 30K? No, oh, you got crackly there in the middle of that. I was just saying that's like what thirty k from Stony to my house, not even. Yeah, yeah, not far at all. So, yeah, quarter tank. That's yeah. You're you're getting close to measuring it in gallons to miles, not miles to gallon. Then. So right after we buy Luke a new computer, are we going to work on a few vehicles next, or? <laughs> Possibly. Too soon. Hmm. Yep, I I don't know. As as soon as uh, as soon as we said that, then the the computer shit the bed again. It looks like so. Oh Jesus! Yeah. So you, now you're you you're really starting to understand the technical difficulties we go through every time we put this up, eh? Yeah, it's starting to make a lot of sense. I'm wondering if we're gonna pick up a lot of wind noise from me sitting out here, though. I'm not sure. Uh, I was just gonna say, I'm getting a little bit, eh? I could hear it there when the wind picked up. I mean, I can I can pull a little bit of that down when I in post, right? But okay. You're sometimes, editing this um, yourself. Yeah, my my editor's uh is south right now, so and the computer isn't set up in the other house yet, and so and it's on me now, so yeah, your big screen again, so Wow, I'm 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 quite impressed that you guys have gotten as many episodes out as you have, given all the uh, difficulties you guys deal with. Yeah, it's uh, you know, when we tried a couple, we've tried a couple different systems. This is probably the best for as far as doing remote. I know it works better than Skype or um, what's that other one that everybody always uses. Oh, I can't even think of the name, but but whatever. We've tried a couple, and and this like Squadcast works about the best for um. Up to four people, anyway. Oh, okay. And uh, but the yeah the main the main issue seems to be internet. You got to have good good Wi-Fi, or it just doesn't doesn't work. Doesn't stream smooth. And yeah, I found a bit of a delay when you first started, but like as we go, it seems like the the lag is less. So yeah, it seems to be right there. It's not bad at all. And when when it's just you on the camera. Your your uh, video streams perfectly good, but when there was uh, when the two of you were both up, it looked a little bit more sketchy. So I'm gonna blame that on Luke. It's all Luke's equipment. We'll blame that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So well, how, how about you here? this week? You were out trucking. Um. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did a little bit of trucking this week. Uh, went out and um. Where did I even run? Now I got to really rethink this. I went uh, out to BC and back, and uh, so just uh, grabbed a couple pieces and ran down to Kamloops area anyways, chased Salmon Arm, and then went to the coast, and from the coast went back out to Picture Butte, and then I had a funeral um, that I had to go to. Uh, that was kind of a, a tough one anyways, so someone in my family, fairly young, um, and then Came back here and loaded pipe and heading to Swift in the morning. So, a pretty, 
easy week of trucking. <laughs> and and no yeah, no and no drama. Like it was just uh actually all of my unloads went fast. I went down oh I shouldn't say no drama. I had to pick up a container down in Delta and I was in lineup for four and a half hours. So not a big fan of that. Um I'm actually surprised I got a good rate on it even because usually hauling that kind of crap you don't, but straight over the rail yard or what? Uh yeah, not a rail, but a, a a reload anyways, a container reload down by the port. So, but yeah, they. Uh, I went there, got. I looked at the lineup, and uh, I called the number I was supposed to call, and I said, "Yeah, I think I'm at the end of the line." She said, "Oh, where are you at?" And I told her, she's like, "Oh, no, 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 no. You see, there's a corner ahead of you. You'll have to go back to the main road and then go down two blocks and turn right, and then you'll come around and see the end of the lineup." So I made that turn and came around and then on the side street that connected to the street where I thought I was at the back of the lineup on that side street alone, there was probably 30 trucks. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I was not super impressed with that, but I, I don't know, I guess maybe those guys get paid by the hour, so they don't care. They do it every day. But when you're, what? when you're just getting your flat rate, Rick, you don't, you don't get paid by the hour. I thought every I know, trucker gets paid right? by the hour for every minute they work. What is this? <laughs> oh, just a second here. I should put... There's a lesson. Put your phone on mute. Are you there? Your computer you're talking? You're on speakerphone. I don't know if anyone can hear you or not. No oh, fuck. <laughs> so uh, you're out. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm gonna drop this brick off at the uh, computer store though tomorrow on my way to work. Okay. Well, and That's and <laughs> failing that, drop it out of your truck at about sixty-five miles an hour. Yes. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm disappointed in this. this. I was looking forward to this with my little chip. Yeah. Well. We'll uh, we'll get uh, we'll do it another time, and uh, he'll try not to take your co-host spot here. So yeah, right. It's, it's pretty clear that I'm half-assing it. So <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna have to start bringing your A game with your uh, with your equipment there. So yeah, right. I'll try and get on the full time. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like the guy that shows up shows up to the job and forgets his fucking tire chain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, dude. I'll uh, I'll let you go, and we'll just continue here for a bit. Ten four. Gave up completely, did it? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you could hear any of that through the mic or not, but a little bit. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll be able to bring that up a little. Yeah. So Luke's computer decided to finally cab out, and yeah. So I said, if he's uh, if he's lucky, he'll still have a spot when he comes back, eh? If he wants to uh, drop it out the window, tell him to find a bridge abutment that'll really help the computer get fixed faster there when he tosses it. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Freaking hate. I, I hate that I had problems with this one for a while too, and then take it in and you get them fixed, and it only seems like they fix for a little while. I don't know. Computers, I think, are worse than trucks sometimes. Oof. I don't know. Trucks suck pretty good some days. So does technology, though. Yeah, but, like, I mean, that's, I don't know, if, 
and I don't know with uh, with computers if it's the same as like with trucks at least it seems like you and I both are of the same uh, mind of buying new and then keeping something that's on warranty. Yeah, yeah, big star guys. Uh, anybody that doesn't know Marlin's truck is close to mine. Um, no, no, we're no, both. No. Greg's truck is close to mine. I'm pretty sure mine was built first. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll give you that one. And uh, and I've been trying to emulate it ever since, but I just, you know, I haven't quite got there yet. I, I heard about the pipes, trying to put pipes on it, all that stuff. I, I, I can see where this is going. Yeah, I, I've I've tried to I've tried, but I just I, I haven't got there yet. So I mean, I admit as much as Luke needs to up his computer game, I probably need to up my uh, my trucking game. But you'll you'll get there. Thanks. You'll get there. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, I I was gonna ask you because I I don't think I ever got your backstory. Like when when you started trucking, were you uh, were you just uh, like hauling local around uh, like southern Ontario, or how do you how do you get started? The the first year or so, I was I was working as a ship receiver at a local welding company. Actually, the the company that used to make the superstructure, so like the tarp buildings with the metal trusses. Okay, yep. And I was working as a ship receiver there. Then slowly got into gooseneck and and some local, very local, with a trailer. So taking trusses to, well, to act and to be galvanized and just very local flatbed work. Oh, yeah. And, and then uh, um, just before I turned 21, I started full-time at a company where I was hauling feed to, like, Sault Ste. Marie, New Liskert, everything out of southern Ontario here. So somewhat local, 8, 10 hours, all in Ontario here. Okay. Oh, that for five and a half years and then uh where did i go then started hauling cattle i guess for a few different companies how many years did you did you haul cattle for because that's where is that where you bought your first truck no uh cattle was uh, about three and a half years i guess at three different companies oh, okay and then uh from there, I went to flatbed work, hauling equipment. I guess the cattle, the cattle is where I started really going, seeing the country. The first, uh, the first place I did a lot of East Coast stuff, Eastern Quebec, and down to the Maritimes. And then the last company, I was all over the U.S. and West, even. Um, oh yeah, breeding stock to Brownsville, Texas, just all over the kind of the eastern half of the U.S. and Canada. Oh, yeah, um, right on. And then uh, when I started doing all the flatbed work is when I started going a little farther west, um, the Pacific Northwest, the, uh, Washington, Oregon, all that stuff, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And Actually then, running the hills. Yeah, and then... Uh, and BC, I guess. What I was doing with the flatbed stuff, I was hauling a lot of equipment, like snow blades and buckets and just the, the small farm oh, okay. equipment. And, uh, stuff that they manufacture out east and then... Yeah. And then uh, it would go all over like Chilliwack, right down into the lower mainland quite a bit and all over the prairies, I guess. 
it's a good way to find a lot of back roads in in Saskatchewan when you're delivering to every little dealership in every little town. <laughs> oh, I I I uh, I understand that really well right now. I do a ton of that stuff too. Tyler's always sending me with you know tractors and little uh, farm implements and stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. There's a there's a ton of roads I never even knew were there in towns that probably really haven't existed fully for you know 30 40 years but they're still somehow there and there's oh you're getting noisy over there (laughs) i'm dropping my coffee can oh there you go (laughs) coffee yeah no everything in that job was ltl so it would be nothing to do 12 15 20 drops across the prairies doing that stuff Start in Manitoba, end in Alberta or BC, and just dropping everywhere. It was not the fastest routes across the prairies when I was doing that job. <laughs> yeah, so you'd be out, what, two weeks by the time you come back, probably? or Yeah, around that. If you went to the coast, it was pretty hard to do it in two weeks with all those drops, but Alberta was pretty easy. Yeah, yeah that's what I kind of find when I head your way, too, the same thing. I actually, I, I always used to think that all of Ontario was flat too. I didn't, I'd never run in Northern Ontario until like last fall. And, uh, yeah, first time I hauled a shack out there, I was like, holy shit, there is actually hills out here. Like <laughs> there's a few short little start... ones. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple. It's not, uh, I mean, there's, well, there's a couple decent ones, right? But I mean, it's not BC, but it's still pretty, you know, it's pretty rocky and it's, it that, uh, the route down along the north of the lake there's is really actually a really pretty drive i enjoy it i mean i probably wouldn't enjoy it if i did it every single week but really what why not <laughs> what's wrong with that are you attacking my job and not really no i just uh i get bored easily it's uh it's my kind of squirrel brain i can't concentrate on anything for that long <laughs> really I've listened yeah, no to this podcast for what thirteen episodes. I've never seen a squirrel brain on any one of them. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, yeah, my friend sent me a thing once. It uh, showed how uh, how I tell a story, and it's like it's something like uh, I start out with one way, and then I then I get into a somewhat related side story, and then throw in far too many details about that. Oops, where did I go? Oh yeah, we were talking about this. And then back to, <laughs> and it basically just draws a like big circle and around and back. And most people, you know, beginning, middle, end, not this guy, just it's not the way around. It's too boring. Why, why take direct routes anywhere? Oh, yeah, absolutely, right? It's road less traveled. Yeah, I'm getting a little more, I was getting a little more wind noise there for a sec. That's all good. We'll either we'll either annoy all five people that listen to this and they'll never listen to it again, or uh, maybe if you, you know, maybe I'll have to get a better mic and kick Luke out of his spot. <laughs> well, that's one, one thing I know you're not afraid of is to buy good equipment. So I don't know what you're. Oh, it was the Western Star, wasn't it? That's what that was the the uh, what uh, let it out. Yeah, we hit the star, and then you got. I mean. Your your YouTube game has eclipsed mine as far as uh, I mean I think my my GoPros are like Hero Threes or some freaking thing. Uh, hmm. I uh, I got I I do have to get better uh, 
better cameras and stuff too. It's uh, I like I say, I, I just aspire to to have that good equipment one of these days. So. Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I just buy the basic cheap stuff and, and go try and make something of it. <laughs> it's my story and I'm sticking to it. Okay, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Oh, it's good. Um, I guess, too, for anybody who doesn't know, like I uh, I ran into Marlin, what was that, three years ago? Or four years ago when you were out west with your little Kenworth? You didn't tell me there'd be math involved with this. That wasn't part of the deal. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. I guess uh, the timeline really doesn't matter. I've been doing this for three years here in the fall. I want to say it'd be at least four years ago now. Maybe oh. five. Well, four? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Somewhere around there. So at least four. Yeah, I think it was the. I think it was the first year I was at Mac. Maybe something like that. Because it was the first, yeah. Because it was the first year we did the show out at um, at Blackjacks, right. and you were here, yeah. And then I was, I remember thinking, I can't believe this guy goes all across the country with this little forty-two inch funk. I mean, I like that truck. I think that truck looked cool as shit. But I was, I was still marvelled at the fact that you you're running back and forth across the country in that little bunk. It was, uh, I. I Given the space you have now, it's like uh, going from a uh, a bachelor apartment to a freaking uh, three bedroom mansion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that that little truck was a lot of fun. I uh, I didn't enjoy that little truck. I'd be lying if I said there wasn't days I didn't miss it a little bit. As far as a um, a fun aspect, functional or making money, there's absolutely nothing I miss about that truck. But it was cool. <laughs> it was fun. Speaking about that truck, once I show you the pictures, once I'm allowed to here in a couple of weeks of what it looks like now, you won't even recognize it. It's pretty cool. Oh, really, eh? It's pretty cool. I keep you getting know, updates, and I can't wait to actually see it in person finish. I I really, uh, I like when guys uh, when guys look after stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? When you sell something, you always worry that it's just going to go into a state of disrepair, especially if it's something you really enjoyed. Not that one. That, that truck uh, got improved a lot over what I had it. <laughs> it went to a better home? It did. It, it really did. So. Oh, that's good to know. I've been, I, I've been, I'm hoping here at some point that I'm going to uh, be able to roll, roll around a little bit in, uh, in dad's old Kenworth. My dad's got a, um, I think I told you that he's got a 900, uh, uh, 900 a model long hood with a KTA and, Hopefully next summer be back on the road, and yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of trying to get to be able to put some plates on it so I could maybe run a few miles with it. It's not something I don't think I'd want to drive every day, but it would just be cool as shit to roll around and you know take the odd trip, maybe to Manitoba or Saskatchewan somewhere, or maybe over the coast just to hear that cable. I don't know. <laughs> I have a feeling when you drive across Saskatchewan with it, you'll be happy to go back to your uh, your airline or rear suspension, even if that isn't the best <laughs> suspension on the market. I think you'll be happy to have it back. Well, little secret about that truck. So when my dad does a project, dad went and looked at it, and he was just going to put – it always starts with something. Like there will be some little thing that he's going to do to his, you know, um, 
uh, well, I'm going to improve. Like he had his 57 show. I think the first thing went on that was he was going to do just do the seat. And then the whole interior got done. And then it was like, well, you know, I really don't love the way the straight axle rides. And then it came back tub blown 350, like, you know, things like that. And so the 900 was going to get a set of rear ends on eight bag just because he wanted to have different gearing. And uh, now it's got super 40s on 40 airliner and the front end is going to be on air too. So it should ride pretty well as good as mine anyways. Oh, so it has a freight line. Wait, you put a freight liner suspension on a Kenworth and you're admitting I to didn't. this on air? <laughs> I didn't. Dad did. So uh, I mean, okay. it's okay. I can okay. admit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. You know, well, you, it's what, it's what you got, right? You're gonna you're gonna chase away anyone who listens to this that's a purist. You know that, right? Yeah, I mean you can put it back, right? You can put it back in stock if you wanted to. <laughs> you could do that. Well, I mean, it's seriously though, probably the best. Like the forty thousand airliner is one of the best riding suspensions out there. So. Even though I know I bitched about my, but mine's forty six, and I don't think it's working right. In fact, I've had some people tell me they're pretty sure it's the shocks, even though they're not showing signs of leakage. And I'm going to change them out here this week, find out if that is in fact it. I I love how mine rides until you start bobtailing, which I mean, I know any semi isn't good for bobtailing, but the uh, the the airliner it seems to pop, and the the leveling valve doesn't release air quick enough. You just end up blowing up the bags, but. As soon as mm. there's even an empty trailer on it, it rides like a charm. What yeah, and that's that's what. Yeah, that's what got me thinking. Mine was an error, was a ride height thing, right? Because every now and then it seemed to ride okay, but you had to be loaded like right to the max. And then I thought it was in my trailer. I thought, well, maybe it's where I'm loading the trailer, because step decks will ride weird depending on how you load them. And uh, then I pulled a different. I pulled a different deck, same damn thing. I had it fully loaded, and it rode like that. So, yeah, I'm thinking it's in the shocks. And, and also, I have a little bit of a, now, just now, I've got, like, a little bit of a hop, almost, like a little bit of a vibration, which really makes me think it's shock. If you want to make a step deck ride, like, absolute crap, put 60,000 pounds in about 10 feet and about the belly of it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be wishing you had a steel trailer forever, especially if it's an aluminum frame. Oh, the flex you get out of that is scary. Oh, yeah. Well, I had 65,000 in 10 feet on mine, but mine's steel. And it didn't actually handle it all that badly, but I I do know what you mean. The, the aluminum's built for it. It'll just sit there and snap you forever. It just it rides like crap. It just, you just hate it. <laughs> It's it's crazy how much like um, the flex in that in a trailer like what what a difference that makes in ride and like and and how resilient they are like I had I had one uh, this one peerless log trailer that we had and we had a Peterbilt little lightweight Peterbilt in front of it and um, it was like short wheelbase it should not have been a log truck like it's which way too light for a log truck. And uh, it had 46. The only thing that would qualify, it had 46 rears. And it had a 14.6 front. But it was like a 220 wheelbase and like a 5.16 frame on it. Like just light, light, light. Like with six bunks on it, 
and like I'm talking 10 wide bunks on a Tritum drop frame uh, trailer, that truck would tear out at 15 sevens. Like it was super light. Yeah. And so then you know, winter weight load of logs in Alberta, um, I was allowed to carry 57 six gross. And so like get, you know, 42 and a half, 43 ton payload on a six axle is pretty good. Right. But that trailer. Oh, and, and it was scary when you had shortwood on it. Like if you had say, uh, three decks of shortwood on it and you'd look in your mirror and that trailer would flex so much that you'd see the, the, you'd see logs from the back bunk of, of logs. They would show up in your mirror as you went down the road. Cause the whole thing was flexing. So I just didn't look back like ever, ever look back, especially if you're loaded right to the roof. Right. And, uh, so I loaded up this one time in the block and started going and it was a little bit of a warm day, like plus two, plus three. And there was a little section of muskeg that I didn't know that's what it was. It just looked like part of the block, right? I was driving along and uh, my drives broke through the skeg and I was loaded right to the roof on the front. And, and then in the, about the middle of the stakes for both the back tiers and it started going like leaning over and then stopped because it kind of leaned up against the log deck and like the trailer was the front half of the trailer was just about laid right over. I could see underneath the hood on the one side, like, so on the pasture side, you could see about eight inches. Like the hood was here and the bottom of the cowl was about eight inches lower on the pasture side. The wheels on the, on the drive side on the right were sunk right underneath the muskeg. The back, axle on the trailer was flat on the ground and the steers were flat on the ground. Yeah. It doesn't sound and, with the frame at all. <laughs> no. And so I'm thinking, holy shit, when we get this thing out of here, it's going to be a disaster. Um, so we, we ended up grabbing with the loader and pulling it over sideways, put one grater in front of it and one grater behind it and got it out of this hole after we'd unloaded a bunch of wood off it. Right. And uh, pulled it out of the hole, looking it over. Not a thing. Didn't pop any bolts. Didn't pop any rivets. Nothing. It just sprung right back to flat. I'm like, well, I uh, guess I'll put a load on it and take it to town. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, man. Like, and yeah. that. But it was a scary truck to drive, and and it had air track on it, and like when you start running big, big weight on air track, and uh, those springs are kind of what's holding it up, right? Or they're helping. And when, so when you got like 25,000 kgs on your drives, which is what we run in the wintertime, right? If you break a spring and I, this is, that truck went over like almost every year from the time it was new. Uh, I never rolled it, but someone rolled it just about every year when it was new. And you'd hear the, the spring pop when it broke as the truck leaned right. And then the truck would go back left. But when it came back right, it would go really in a hurry, and, and that's when it would go over. <laughs> it, it would, it would uh, move quite quickly at that point, huh? Yeah. But, uh, oh. All you're doing is really uh, verifying, because I've always said that I'm not really scared of too many used trucks, except for BC Alberta log trucks and oil field trucks. That's the two I won't touch with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, so you're just verifying yeah, you're... my uh, opinion on that. <laughs> oh, I could, I could, I could tell you probably stories for about eighteen hours on verifying that very fact. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I mean, they're are, they're definitely what's that? You guys are hard on equipment. Well, I would say Ontario log trucks are probably pretty hard on equipment too. Running all that rock, I mean, has got to be yeah, really, right. really. And those trailers, I, I'm actually amazed because I mean, when I uh, I've seen pictures and videos of guys going over like the hummocks and stuff, when you've got like a five axle trailer, and you climb up over something, even if you got your air out of your out of your front axle, it it runs up onto, so you got all that weight over just on those middle axles, and the back ones will actually come off the ground. Like that's gotta be horrific on a trailer. Minor detail, more more oh, speed, more speed. You'll get across without <laughs> spinning out. We used to have a guy in, in Whitecourt there. He had these. Uh, this is like my dad's day of logging. And for no, don't know, I'm wearing a Mac shirt, even though I drive a, a Western Star. But that uh, this guy had these. He had old Superliners, a eh, with V8s in them. And uh, and he used to. His, his name was Cho, and they they uh, tell me need to chain up. He said no chain, more power. And uh, he had these. <laughs> he had these Macs cranked up, man. And I don't know what, like, Dad said he'd get one season maybe out of a set of drives on them. That's how much power they were putting to the ground. And I know of people who got past, like, going up, they were going up hills with, like, a body job, and he'd pass them with a load of logs on with the 500 V8 Mac. Jeepers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just insane. I still, yeah, I, I know I've said it before on here, I still want to find a Superliner with a V8, just just to do up. There's still nothing sounds better than a V8. Mount Milper Gallon won't be real great, but the smiles will be right up there. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not planning on running it across the country, really. Oh, no? Well, maybe that's your no, next the... big project after you quit trying to copy my star. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm also not planning on running that KTA across the country either, because uh, Dad told me what kind of mileage he was getting when he was going back and forth. It's not good. No, no, no. Mm. People who think that a C15 Cat doesn't get good mileage, just try running a 600K with four, five, six gears in it, and oh, see how geez. you th what you think. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't slow down for much though. No, he could uh, he could go up the Smasher just uh, he could just split one and go up the Smasher with thirty thousand in the box. I can't do that empty, you know that. <laughs> Yeah, it, those old Ks are pretty healthy. I and mean, what a huge motor, eh? Have you ever seen one? I haven't, no. Just... Yeah, because they're, they're 19 liters, eh? What? Yeah, nine, it's a 19 liter motor. Oh, I did not know that. So they're well, just, then. like, it's massive, massive. Like, they, yeah. Yeah, like, if you look under the hood of a, they only put them in, um, like, it had to be, you had to have, uh, I think for the first little while, they always had to be in an extended hood or like a, uh, oh, or a cab over because that was wow. the only way you could have enough, enough room for them and enough cooling. Wow. I was not aware of that. And then Freightliner actually built, um, a cab over that was for it so that it would have enough cooling. And then they put, uh, 12 V's or, or KT's in them. They're called a power liner. Have you ever seen one of them? I don't think I have. Yeah. Look it up on the computer when you, uh, when you get a chance and it's got a, um, they got a really, they're different looking. I don't know good or bad. I guess it depends. They're, they're really different and you never see them. If you ever see one, 
buy it because they're super rare. But they got a really wide grill on them, and they're called a power liner, and that's what they were. That's what they were made for. Checking it out now. So, uh, what makes you think I'd ever want to own another truck to start with? Why, <laughs> why would I buy one of them? Well, you could sell it to a truck nerd like me. I know plenty of guys that buy old trucks. That's that's interesting looking. It's barely different, any, eh? Barely any room for the headlights. The grill's so wide. <laughs> I know. I can't remember how big the rad was. It was a massive rad, though. Clearly for a 19-liter engine or a V12. Yeah. Have you um, have you seen uh, Cab Over Kev on Instagram there? Do you follow him? I don't think so. He's got, he runs around the southern states there with, a, um, with an 8V that he's got tuned up. And so he'll have videos on there sometimes, and it's an old, uh, it's an old FLC cab over, and he pulls flatbed down there and stuff. But there's a couple of videos on there with, like, with the sound, pretty awesome. And it, and it's a, it's an eight V, and he switched the, he, he's a little more hardcore than we are apparently, because he switched the, um, the thirteen speed out for uh, six and four, so he's got a six and four and a cab over with the linkage and everything in front of or behind an eight V. I. I mean that's some dedication to shifting right there. <laughs> how uh, how do you set that up in a cab over? That's interesting. That's, well, that's yeah, both. That's yeah, pretty, much, I don't that's know pretty you... much a truck you'll never ever have stolen. Nobody would figure out how to drive it. <laughs> Leave the keys in the ignition. Nobody will take it anywhere. They won't get far. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Well, yeah, you see those memes about, like, uh, you know, theft protection for millennials of just a manual transmission. Well, yeah, two sticks is, is even better. You write the instructions in cursive, they'll be really screwed. At <laughs> Oh, man. I, uh, I, have you ever, have you ever dri- driven a two stick or? No. No? It's, it's interesting the first time you do it, right? And I mean, bobtailing you really never have to shift the brownie but if you uh unless you got like a really really old truck like i drove that truck of like the truck that they had at mac the b56 and or b61 i can't remember which one it was but yeah that thing had the like 190 thermodyne in it so even like bobtailing around the city you're still shifting the brownie (laughs) i was like i i just i remember the first time i drove it just around the anthony henday and uh, and I was going, holy man! I can't believe guys used to drive these things all the way to Yellowknife. Like, I can't hardly like. I got out of there and I was hunched over because I mean, you can't. I can't sit up straight in, right? And and then well, if you wouldn't be six five, then be a normal <laughs> height. Well, I'm actually I'm I'm only six three, but I got an abnormally long body. So that <laughs> ah, shit. It pretty. Uh, I, I don't know. Like say. Hats off to the old guys who did that, because I know I couldn't have fucking sat in there for 16 hours a day. Can't imagine hooking that to even a tandem and driving for 16 hours a day, huh? <laughs> oh, there's an idea for a YouTube channel, driving team in a B- B61 Mac across Canada. I don't know of anyone that would willingly put themselves through that <laughs> abuse, Greg. And, and definitely I don't know two people who would do that. Yeah, 
Yeah, not even for fame and fortune. The price isn't high enough. YouTube isn't YouTube isn't that uh, a, a great way it's to not get lucrative. that rich. No, that's the truth. Yeah, I can't even. I can't imagine. I I know even drive from driving a few older uh, like older winch tractors and stuff like even just it. Well, I mean, before did you cut? I know I'm going all over the place here, but did you cut the back out of your out of your W nine, or was it already done? That was done before I got it. The guy, the previous owner, got that cut out and joined together the big hole. Oh, okay. Yeah, that without that big hole conversion, I mean, any regular cab Kenworth, I for myself, like even driving that across the country is just torturous. That's not fun. Not fun at all. <laughs> no. I had uh, I had a, uh, a my second truck that I bought was a T8, just a regular cab T8 with HN. I know I've talked about it on here before, but the first time I went out to to haul equipment on the fires, I uh, I didn't even take a pillow with me. I didn't know I was going to be overnighting it in my day cab, and that's what I had for a day cab. Oh my god, my back's never been so bloody sore in my life. I was in that truck for three days. And a lot of it just sleeping across the seats. Thankfully, it had a three-quarter seat. So at least it was not terrible, terrible. But no, it was terrible. I don't know what I'm fucking saying. But. Even that, though, a t uh, any Kenworth cab is only about five feet wide. So, I mean, you still can't stretch out very well. Get your knees folded oh, yeah. up around your something. And, yeah, it's not real comfortable. Or the, like the Heritage Cab Western Stars. I remember we used to go, like... Uh, in the springtime, we like I hauled logs with them a bit. I mean, I barely fit in one of them too. And you go out to, uh, we'd go out and sit at the end of the bush road, waiting for the, <laughs> waiting for frost in the ground is really what we were waiting for. So like I go out there and I'm like sitting at the end of the road, gonna gra grab a nap, and I'd put my feet out the window on one side, and then sleep until my feet went numb, and then you'd wake up and kind of shake your feet out, and uh, and go the other way. And sorry, getting a message here. Is that Luke wondering how badly we're talking about him, isn't it? Yeah. And now I got a, a couple other messages too. Must be painful to be yeah. that popular. <laughs> Not not terribly, not terribly. I'm gonna, uh, oh, I'll answer all that later. I, I can never figure out which is worse between you and Luke. Send send each of you a message, and that's usually three or four days you get a response. So pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to solve that too on social media because uh, apparently I'm not very good at replying to those either. And then I'll be like, oh, look, I had a comment eight days ago i'm guessing the guy might have wanted an answer to his question by now so i might have to outsource my i might have to outsource my customer service eh? make it a little more efficient yeah, there's an idea there's an idea <laughs> you hiring a manager oh there you go is it are you looking for a job or oh well, maybe depends how the next few days go we'll see oh there you go we'll see sit you at home for a while and you can just uh, manage social media accounts and, and edit and do all that fun stuff. 
It, um, I'm going to tell you right now, my, my current editor and manager would tell you it doesn't pay very well. Yeah. I'm guessing the pay <laughs> sucks a lot, but it could be good fun, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely be fun, but I, I just kind of worry that if once I you were getting paid all, all that nonsense. Work, <laughs> or at least your parts of it. I could edit out all the nonsense. Yeah. Keep, so, keep Luke on the straight and narrow and edit out his nonsense and we'd be alright. That'd be worth all the pay in the world. <laughs> well, I mean, there isn't a lot of nonsense when the computer doesn't, uh, uh, when the computer won't boot up, eh? So. Yeah. Yeah, we should buy him one of them probably, shouldn't we? Yeah, I know. That's kind of what I've been, I've been uh, thinking. Like, this is one of those things that doesn't come with... Uh, doesn't actually come with any many perks or benefits. I'm sure he feels like he's spent enough money on his vehicles in the last couple of weeks to not need to buy a computer. Yeah. Well, it's the... Sorry, I gotta answer this. But you can keep talking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were cutting out a bit there. It was going all jerky on oh, really? it, so I couldn't tell what was going on. Well, I didn't think it's my, I don't think it's my internet, but might be mine. Who knows? Yeah. I, we don't want to, we don't want to say much, right? Right now, at least we only have one person that's under the bus about shitty internet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to have to set up a little studio in the, in the basement right next to my Wi-Fi router so I can, I can promise it's not <laughs> me. I don't want to do that. You don't want to? Not really. I don't know. I've been thinking about uh, setting up a dedicated place, but um, it's because it's hard actually in post sometimes to you'll get weird echoes and stuff that you don't realize are there when you're recording. Or like it's funny because wind noise I can actually edit out fairly easy on the program that I got. Like basically I take a sample of it and then it takes that sample and it finds it anywhere in the in the track. And just and knocked it down. It works pretty well, or at least I think it does. That that, that annoying sound of my uh, my co-host talking. Just get rid of it. <laughs> just take a sample. That was actually one of the warnings when I was learning how to use it. It's like make sure that you don't actually take a sample of your voice because it will cut your voice completely from the track. Is there an undo button on this program? You found it pretty quickly. Yeah, I found it after. We'll just say I, I found it, and I was also really glad I had a backup. Because okay. until I found the undo button, I, I, I had one moment where it was like a whole podcast disappeared, and I thought I'd got rid of it forever. So uh, there, There's no background I, noise, but there's no audio in it either. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It's like, hey, welcome to the Semi-Crazy Podcast. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. Yeah. I mean, you might think that's an improvement some days, but... Yeah. I've, I've had good chuckles listening to you two talk about trucking and incriminating yourselves with stories from the past that no one can prove are true or not anymore, so... <laughs> I've had a few good that's chuckles. Right. That's why I always, like, I, I always try to couch everything with, I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations is up on this. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like... 
kind of like I, I, I wait and uh, I tell my mother every year, like one or two stories from my teenage years, because I'm far enough away from it now that she can't really do anything about it. She's just you know, shocked. Pretty hard for her. Shocked that you're still yeah. alive and turned out as well as you did, considering. <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> Told me, uh, they, I, I had a bunch of aunts that basically said, well, you know, if he makes his 30th birthday, he'll be lucky. And I mean, I, I've done that. I made 40 even. So, I mean, I should pretty well be able to go and do whatever I want now. Well, I was going to say, you're, you're, you're proudly sitting here at what, 55, 60? Fuck, I don't look an eight. I didn't think I looked a year over 50, but okay. 44, thanks a lot. But oh, okay. <laughs> Must have been a fun 44 years, Greg. Oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You, you'd pass for 38. Yeah. But just oh, okay, just just barely, just barely. Yeah, no. I well, I I know they say like forty is the new twenty on all the ID on all the uh, liquor stores here, and I've still never been ID'd, so I'm guessing I look pretty close to my age, or at least that. <laughs> yeah, I got no, I got nothing. I'm just gonna leave that one alone, just for my own. Health. Okay. All right, on I um. Shit, I was going to ask you something. i got a good memory, but it's just incredibly short sometimes. You need to start taking notes, Greg. You should be writing things down as you as you have your uh, thoughts. Yeah, well, like I said, it's kind of been a little bit of a tumultuous time lately, and I can't really elaborate on it totally, but um, I, I'm thinking probably in a couple months here I'll be able to be a little more together and uh, have my, my shit in the my shit together, we'll say, or at least somewhat. So, uh, can can we count on having one of these like every Monday then? Because I know one of my buddies has been quite disappointed on the uh, inconsistency lately. I got him hooked on this, and then there's oh, it went to all kinds of inconsistencies. So. <laughs> yeah, I plan on being much more consistent with it. And now that we've figured out how to get you on here, even if uh, if uh, squirrely internet there. Yeah, can't make it on. At least I can have a co-host. Because although I do do a lot of talking, if I'm on here by myself, it's really not nearly as much fun. Hmm. And and I don't know anyone who wants to listen to just me. Well, I'm I'm, I'm sure we could find a computer programmer who can make a computer program that sounds just as intelligent as any of us ever will. So I mean, we could we could design that. I'm sure. We don't want to get. We don't want to talk ourselves out of a job here. So, uh, wait, job? I mean, not that it's I, a paying job. I, I thought you got to get paid to call it a job. Volunteer work, uh, public service, uh, anything you do just for the fun of it that you don't get paid for has to be classed as a hobby. I'm sure of it. And you go uh, have really? a job so you can pay for your hobbies. I thought I thought you could call it uh like I say I thought you could call it volunteer work or uh, I don't know I did a lot of years of trucking that was non non for profit trucking so uh, yeah there is that. I should have had that I I actually thought for I thought sometimes I should have that on the door of my truck I mean if anybody knew you know really should be able to you know bypass the scales and stuff you know not for hire because uh, <laughs> really wasn't paying all that well. Should have had that as a company name, not for profit trucking. Well, it's never too late, man. Never too late. 
That's actually a good idea. Huh. There you go. There's the name of your next company. You're implying that I want to keep trucking for that. Come on now. <laughs> oh. You got company. Yeah, apparently, eh? Yeah, uh, I do have company, but uh, we can keep going. We almost got an hour in, actually. That's pretty good. It's shocking. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's it wasn't shocking that we lost uh, that we lost Luke after five minutes. I, I was hoping to have a little more time than that to razz him. I'm not gonna lie. I had all kinds of things planned, but I, I'll I'll save those ideas for another time. If I oh get yeah, the well I mean, <laughs> you could also you could also do what normally happens to you, and you could just say it here, and it's indefensible because he's not even here, right? At least I'm here to, you know, refute some things. And... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure he'd be too happy if I brought up anything I'd bring up right now. So we'll just leave that alone for a few weeks. All the pain isn't so uh, so real anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. We. Uh... We didn't get to hear about his week, and I don't think he had the best week, anyways. It wasn't the wasn't his favorite, but he got some stuff figured out on his truck. I know that much, so he's pretty happy about getting that back on the road and rolling. And, is uh, it back? Is he back on the road now? Yeah, yeah. He got her got her fixed up and and got a new tune in there, and I'll let him speak to that. But yeah, truck's running way better, so that's was- always a good thing. I was impressed in it in the last podcast. He did admit that he's not. Uh, what were his exact words? He realizes he's not doing this the easiest way, but he still wants to do it his way. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that too. It's a. Uh, but I, I guess you think back though. When you were when you were younger, you didn't do it easy either, and neither did I. No. Took me a long time to learn that a forty-two inch bunk and a six hundred and 50 horse, 12, 7 Detroit aren't the best combination for making money. <laughs> Lots of yeah. fun, but not the best combination for profitability. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, same thing. That's, I, I had to figure that out the hard way, too. I had that, I had to fly, that truck that I was talking about that I held the uh, equipment to the fire with, and I had a five and a quarter Cummins in there that was cranked up pretty good, and six inch straight pipes, and all of that, and yeah. Not the recipe for profitability when you had to put turbos and different things on there. The uh, my engine did okay. I, I spent the night. Uh, I spent a, a Friday night and a Saturday at the base of Albert Canyon one week trying to uh, get towed out of there because I blew out a transmission. But as I got talking to the previous owner, I figured that transmission had well over two million kilometers, so it probably didn't really owe me anything no sure. anyway. But <laughs> that well, uh, that kind of horsepower and running the mountains with a tritum and no oil cooler, no transmission cooler. Oh, <laughs> and two and two million plus kilometers. So I don't think it owed me too much at that point. Probably should have no. just changed it when I did the clutch six months earlier, but I didn't really think about it. Oops. <laughs> Well, that's actually, that's more to the fact, uh, 
more of the problem with the old trucks. It's rarely ever the engine. Um, like even that N14, yeah, I put a turbo in it and I put a couple things in it. And it, it, it really, that ran pretty good. I had to put a balancer on it. Um, but yeah, all the rest of it, I mean, it was, it was an old log truck when I bought it. And like you said, the old Alberta log trucks, BC log trucks, that was a BC log truck. So, I mean, I was welding on the suspension and I was, you know, putting springs in it and I was putting, you know, wiring. And then I, I bought like, shit, I'm so smart. I bought like five more old BC log trucks after that and, <laughs> and ran, and ran them the same, the same thing. Right. And, it, and you're, uh, the one of them, I, I went to go safety at one year and my brother-in-law says to me, he's like, well, you know what I would do? And I said, well, what do you mean? He's like, I would rewire it and redo all of the airlines from the cab back. And I said, really? He said, well, yeah. And it was, of course, Kenworth where you put the wires and everything right against the frame. And they'd been sitting there and I couldn't figure out why I'd lose air every night. Well, there were spots in there that had never been washed and there was rocks that were holding air in. So when the air was pressured up and it was tight against the frame, it would hold it because the compressor had enough air to hold the air <laughs> and at night. So he showed me and like the, the, the lines from front to back were just riddled with holes and the wiring was all rotted. And so I, I redid all of that. I did new shocks. I did everything. That safety cost me 25 grand. And I thought, perfect. I'll never have any problems with this truck. It's like a new truck. Now, right? <laughs> How'd that work out? Oh, a week later, it blew a head gasket. And uh, so then, like I say, that can happen. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. So put the, but my driver wasn't really right on top of that and it got heated up. So I uh, took the cheap way out because I just spent 25 grand. So I just put a head gasket on it in shop, put it in, didn't get the head machine. Well, the head was warped. So it made it another day and a half. Do it again. This time with the. Pull it apart. Yeah, this time send it in, machine it, bring it back. Yeah, um, yeah. So that truck was that ended up being down for like a month by the time it was all said and done. So I mean, what do you lose in a month? Like, yeah, not even it's not even the money you put into it, right? It's that downtime. Well, um, a month it should only be good for four or five grand income. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. You, oh, you, man. you guys are making more than that. I'm in the wrong business here. <laughs> I'm trying not to disclose numbers. Oh, I'll okay. just say I'm very happy. I'm just very happy with what uh, with what I make right now. So that's good. Hmm. Yeah. No, I've uh, I, I've actually been doing pretty well. I uh, since I stopped just hauling steel from the coast, I'm doing well. That's good. So, uh, do we have any updates yet on that other project you were talking about, or? Hmm. It's not happening just yet. Okay. Gonna I'm gonna hold I'm gonna hold off for a little while. Probably even, next spring. I don't even know. When did you buy yours in comparison to mine? Uh bought it in January. Or actually sorry, bought it in December. Put it in service in January. So it's just coming up to a year old or two? Just kinda coming up to one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have quite enough time on it yet. No, and even 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 spring might not be enough, but at least in spring I can. Uh, you won't lose too too much. I can. Yeah, I can. I can actually. Uh, I can put an order in and play around that way. So we'll see. We'll see what happens by then, right? 
No, I, I pulled my numbers on Friday to see where I'm at. And you can make things kind of work. <laughs> kind of. You know. Kind of sort of make it work. Yeah, it is what it is. You lose a bit here and there, but it wouldn't be the end of the world type of deal. No, it's in for. I've been, I kind of, I held off on doing a few things to it because of, because of that, like, because I thought I was going to maybe make a change that way, but now I'm going to uh, go ahead and put my, I went and bought my air dumps for the front end. Uh, I bought a bunch of parts already. So where, I gotta, where, where do you get that idea? Do you mind telling everyone? Uh, I got that idea from you. I'll give you the credit. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I felt really, uh, really inadequate when, uh, when we uh, hung out in Kamloops and, uh, and Marlin rolled up and then just like, uh, you know, one of those uh, low riders that you see rolls up and dumps his air, just drops down all cool. And I'm sitting there high riding and he's bugging me about my gap. And yeah, why, is, why is there six inches above your tire and, and to your fender? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, I didn't really appreciate that. I did show you a picture where there was actually no tire. I mean, uh, Recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the wheel well wasn't all that full, but the the bumper sat down to the pavement quite nicely. Yeah, I mean that was about as low as my trucks ever got. So, and I I, I challenge you to get yours lower with tires on it. Probably can't happen. <laughs> I just put new Michelin steer tires on that. Don't don't jinx me. I don't want to have that happen. Oh yeah, you you don't. <laughs> uh, I don't ever want to have it happen again either. I was actually. Um, and someone had put a question out because we asked for some Q and A, and someone had asked like scariest ride, and that's not even my scariest ride, but that one was pretty sketchy. Did have you ever had like a really really sketchy ride or? Uh, well, <laughs> tell me your tell tell me your most hairy ride. There's, well, there's a there's a few times that come to mind, I guess. And I mean, it wasn't really all that scary; it just completely unexpected. And the one time was in in Texas. It was like a hundred degrees. There's a bunch of grease on the road, obviously. Flash rainstorm, and I had some really low rolling resistance Ecopia drives on that 2015 T660 I was driving at the time. Yeah, and with the, the, the grease on the road and the rain, I would, like, driving down the road at 60 to 65 miles an hour with a 2015 Packard, I would stand on it and break loose. It would just oh, wipe geez. out. That was so scary. The first time that happened, I think I went out to pass someone and the whole the back of the truck just went sideways. I was like, oh, my God. So I mean, and, and I did it multiple times just to just to see what <laughs> what was going on. Um, and uh, so that wasn't any fun. There's another time I was coming down 17 in the winter. This is I was hauling cattle, and I come into I want to say Terrace Bay has the big log or the big lumber mill out back there. Yeah. So I come into town. And the uh, 
the cops had been blocking the road because the road was closed. They had the whole road back to the lumber mill and back out lined both ways with trucks to get them off the highway so they don't sit on the road in town for, so the locals can still move around. So as I come up, the truck in front of me pulls to the right and stops because of uh, um, the road was still closed. And as I pull up, the cop pulls off the road and the road's open. So I'm first in line, ready to go. So whatever, I'm young and dumb and full of whatever, ready to go. So I get bombing down there and I kept asking people on the radio if they wanted to leave because I would slow in all those hills, obviously, uphill. Yeah. Nobody, nobody was real keen to lead and I got cocky and started getting after it. Of course, everything was still snow covered and just crappy. And uh, there's no oncoming traffic, so I started using the entire road for some of the curves and stuff, or pushing the center quite hard from where I knew the center would be if I could see it. So I just yeah. started giving her. And I come down around the one curve, so I'm coming down around a hill above what my Ontario speed limiter would let me do in a 90 zone. <laughs> and... Uh, met an OPP going the other way, also moving quite rapidly. And we met in a, in a left-hand curve. So the first thing I do is promptly lift my foot off the fuel, which kicks the jakes on. I should have had them turned off. I didn't. Kicks the jakes <laughs> on. And I just feel the entire back end of my truck settle out into the curve a little bit and just stay there the entire way around. I swear I drifted the entire way around that curve. And yeah, we slowed down a little bit after that. It's too close for this boy. It's not yeah, a good feeling. No, one thing to be drifting it on a back road, but it's another thing to be on the highway at a buck ten. Like yeah. we used to, we used to basically do that every day coming out of the bush. But like there are still times where you, uh, like uh, I just, I had, uh, I got. I can't put my finger on which is the most scary, but I had one where I, I crested this hill coming down to one of the bridges on the Goose Main back home. And, like, you come down that hill and you'd come over the top in, like, fourth gear on the jakes and just take it easy. And then you'd grab, you know, grab fifth, grab sixth as you kind of went down. And, and so you started to, when you first broke over, you come down about a few hundred yards and then you make a slight turn to the right. And then it keeps going down and you make a slight turn to the left, keeps going down. And then there's, of course, you don't meet the bridge straight. You never meet a bridge straight in the bush. That, that would be it's too always, easy. Yeah, right? So you always have that slight curve onto the bridge. And I used to come, you know, hit that bridge at about maybe 65, 70, and then walk on it because you had a hill and you had to make a right-hand turn off the bridge and climb up the other side. And the other side wasn't a big, big climb. Like, you'd just be in the basement. Like, it's not like it was a second gear climb or anything. And so I come over the top, pull out of logs on, and uh, I thought the sand truck had been in recently. And just as I broke over, sound of silence almost, like the truck just jaked her out. So I stepped on the clutch, grabbed another gear, start going, locked it up again, grabbed another one. Right, so I'm in I'm in seventh gear before way way before I want to go, uh-huh. and got the tire got the tires rotating again. But I mean I don't I can't be woeing it up too much with too much brake, 
and uh, and still slippery. And there's a guy waiting because it's a one way there. And so there was a guy waiting on the other side of the bridge in the pullout. And uh, I hit the bridge at 95 in that corner. And the whole thing was leaning over to the outside. And I leaned all the way across the bridge and into the next corner and then put my foot in it. And I spun out on the hill because I couldn't make a gear because I was so scared. I was shaking. I missed every gear in the box <laughs> and spun out. <laughs> Wow, you, oh, you, you yeah. hit it that much faster than you ever had before and still spun out. Good thing you <laughs> yeah. weren't going slow, yeah. huh? Yeah, like I would have gone I would have gone up there in high range if I'd actually made my shifts, but I was I, I had one other time I did that too and I uh, I can't remember if I talked about it here, but I I was going down the road and uh in the bush too and just clipping along. I'd been down this block road a bunch of times. Um uh, but in a different, like in a different spot. And so they just put all the markers up and it was, uh, we were on the 100 spur road and then it, we went on to the 400 at, at like 402 or whatever you came onto this road and then you pulled a hill after that. So I'm coming out and I called loaded, I called loaded 102 and I got my music going, just cruising along. And then I come up to the next one and I go loaded 105. fuck. I throw the microphone because I was at 100, not 101. Yeah. I thought I was coming. So I come to the T, still clipping along at like 50 with a load of logs on, right? <laughs> and so, no time to no time to hit the wall button or nothing. I just cranked it and wheeled around there. I took the greater bank on the inside and the outside out, and just kept my foot in it. And holy man, same thing. Spun out on the next hill because I just shaken. Like this is my first winter in the bush, man. Too right. So, uh, yeah. Got up to the, got up there, put my chains on, walk my way up the hill. I'm taking my chains off. One of the other guys comes up to me, Jerry, and he's like, you know, I've never seen that one old fuck marker. Where is it at? (laughs) (laughs) I've I've done some fun things with hauling, with hauling feet in Northern Ontario, but nothing like you boys do in the bush. That's, that's crazy. (laughs) When I say I miss it, like I miss that part of it, but it's like, I know if I go back, like I'll go back to and uh, help my buddy Bill out for a little bit in the winter, and, and it reminds me why I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I'm older and wiser now. It's it's one of those things when you're actually there doing it. Every day sucks because you're chaining up and you're fighting everything. But then once yeah. you, once you're away from it and it's summer and it's thirty degrees out, and you're just thinking back and reminiscing. You got all kinds of great stories from those times. <laughs> Yeah, it's always yeah, the worst you know, days that make the best stories. That's the problem with trucking. That's I find that it's that way with life, even right. Like if you, uh, I told that to my son one time. He's like, "Oh, why does when we go out and like this, this really sucks." And I said, "Well, if you go out and and you just if you were like, okay, yeah, we went here, and then we turned around and went home." I said, "Where's the story in that?" Because I was like, "We went here, the quad broke down." And then we had to pull it, and then the winch let go on that one, and then we had to do this, and then we had to do that, and that's a great story. Or you know, like, but if you just go there and everything goes just perfect to plan, well, I don't know. So I don't. That's that's a tip. That's the trick behind a creative YouTube channel. You got to make things go wrong so it makes a better story. Got to be a better <laughs> actor. Or you just have to like you just have to make sure you got your camera on when uh, when things are going sideways. I I. The cops were chasing a guy down the QE2, uh, down the wrong way, northbound, coming towards me. And 
I had my GoPro on and everything else. And I was like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened. That's going to be great YouTube content. Yeah, guess what? My GoPro was out of battery at that point. So it ran out just before I went under the overpass to see that because I'd been filming all my loading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. GoPro, yeah. if you listen to this, which you probably won't, please give us better battery life, eh? <laughs> yeah, 10 4. 10 4. Well, I want to keep chatting, but I got the I got to make some miles today and I got a few things to do. So I'm uh, probably going to mix a drink here in a minute and sit in my backyard <laughs> some more. I'll probably make the Let me think. Is today the 3rd or 4th afternoon and evening in a row that we have a campfire and friends? I'm not sure, but it's getting up there. <laughs> I think it's a 4th. That Tough life. I, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be thinking of me while I'm driving to Swift, right? Absolutely. I'll, I'll even have a drink for you. I promise. I'll mix oh, one up. And, I'll mix one up and write your name on it. <laughs> this one's for Greg. That'd Poor be great. Guy's working today. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, that'll be just as good as being there. I'm sure. <laughs> now I'll have a hard time texting the smell of the campfire smoke to you. So. You're gonna have to be here to experience yeah. that. True enough. One of well, one of anyway. the days when you're out here, you got to drop in for a little bit. But I guess I'm going trucking again soon. So, oh, we'll make it. We'll make it happen. One of these days, we will. If if nothing else, I'll just take off a couple of days and uh, and hang out. That that can happen. So. We'll we'll see what happens there. You betcha. All right, man. I'm gonna roll. All right. Have a good thanks day. For coming on. Don't work too hard. Yeah. Right? Thanks for coming on. Bro. No oh, I try not to. <laughs> Take care. Yeah. You've been listening to the Semi Crazy Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. You can find me on Instagram, Luke Dirk Phillips. And you can find me on Instagram, Semi Crazy Inc. And on Facebook, Semi Crazy Truck Pictures. Thanks for listening.